The following podcast gimmick has been paid for by Look at the Adjective. Looks like the tides have turned. Hello and welcome to Look at the Adjective. We are here to podcast. Come and join the fun. I am the big man, John Mack. I'm here with the medium-sized man, the bad guy, Chico. Me, Mark Crowver, how you diddling, sunshine? All good, mate. Back again. Back again with some WCW. It's that time again. How are you, mate? I'm all right. Did you, you have a nice uh, weekend, even though it kicked off late? Seven o'clock Sunday. Well, yeah, it ended pretty well for us, didn't it? I was pretty pleased with that. But um, yeah. Shocking, shocking VAR decision, though. Well, I'm not going to get into that. I think we discussed that in detail last night, didn't we? <laughs> well, uh, let's I, get to the more I, pressing matters. Do you not want to make this a football-wrestling hybrid? I'm not sure our fans are quite quite prepared for that yet. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it, we're, we're being postmodern before it was fashionable. <laughs> okay, so as always, on a Monday, what do we do, Mark? We go hand-in-hand. Down the yellow brick road of Moronity to Cretinville. <laughs> it's this week's Cretin of the Week. Have you got one for me, Sunshine? Yeah, it's been well. It's been a bit late actually, but um, this man is um, he's popped up a little bit recently. He's basically made a complete fool of himself in the last month, I'd say. But I've not seen a more embarrassing debut in a com- well debut match in a company for quite some time. It goes to the the mixed martial artist. <laughs> Uh, Bobby Fish, who I used to have Old a lot Robert of time Salmon. for. <laughs> Old Robert Salmon here. I used to have a lot of time for him, to be honest. Not even that long ago, probably two years ago. He's had a lot of inflammatory comments recently about CM Punk and AEW in general, to be fair. A lot of pretty out-of-nowhere comments, really. He then was he pretty much was, was, was twerking for Helmsley to get back in there. Tried to I'm fucking twerking for Helmsley. <laughs> tried to uh, <laughs> tried to get Cole and Kyle O'Reilly to leave with him. They told him to and stick. They said, uh, "No thanks." <laughs> and basically, he's then gone. He, he sure you don't want me, just me, to come <laughs> Triple H. He's gone. Oh. No, nah, we haven't got any room for you. Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> Okay, you, you thought he odd, and your mates, uh, your mates aren't coming with you. So uh, apologies, Bob's, but you're uh, you're you're off to the, Dick, the former Dixie Carter Wonderland. So he's debuted there, and his first match, he's come out in his hometown. I'll have you know, comes out, and he literally gets booed out of the building. CM Punk chants. It's the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my life. He might as well not bother. <laughs> There's no chance he's going to become anything in that company. Just don't bother, Bobby. Just sack it off. Do your little little charity boxing event you're doing and just uh, just sack it off, son. Whoa, 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 whoa. In Dubai, mate. Yeah, sorry. He's on a Floyd Mayweather show. If, 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 if our listeners didn't know, he's doing a boxing match. He's going to prove his credentials in a real fight, apparently. So uh, we'll see how that goes. That That's something we'll have to keep our beady eyes on because uh, <laughs> that could... That could end quicker than a hiccup, I think. <laughs> no, yeah, Bobby Fish, fucking hell, man. He's done like he's done like a career's worth of cretininity in, in a fucking month, hasn't he? I know, he had a lot of credit in the bank for me, and it's all sort of gone within a month, two months. Yep, well into his overdraft now. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got for us? You got one this week. 
I've got a small little one just as a, a full stop on the old Sean Ross Sap mental breakdown. It was Bray Wyatt. He, he debuted and he had a fucking, from what I can see, Jim Carrey in the mask mask on. So, <laughs> hooray. Quite a good worth, debut. Worth it. Quite a worth good it, debut. wasn't it? Fucking hell. Hell of a pop, though. That would get a tarrant any day of the week, that. Well, sadly, Mark, we are not watching Helmsley's <laughs> fucking horse shit right now. <laughs> so, However, I did. I did have a double bubble. Because these two twats come conjoined like Siamese twins, or Siamese like conjoined twins, whichever. It's our good friends, Mr. Jonathan Moxley and Nicholas Gage. Oh, God. <laughs> With an extra special little shout-out to the former Big Cass. <laughs> these two complete and utter fucking morons had some insane fucking glass match, or whatever the fuck it was. Barbed wire was fucking career versus title or something. Yeah. And obviously, Nick Gage is never going to retire. He's, he is the Ric Flair of hardcore wrestling. He's going to be there at 73, getting, you know, stung, gunned, and put through fucking bear traps and shit. <laughs> fucking Moxley, right? I think it's more, it's more Moxley than anything. This is why I can't get on board with this cunt. This Nick Gage, he can't, other than one little brief nip on AEW telly to, you know, wank over Jericho. This is just what he does. This is just what he does. And, yeah. you know, leave him to it. He's got he's an audience. Only yeah, he's got he's got an audience of morons, but he's got an audience. Moxley is the champion, the champion. of one of the second biggest company on the planet. Well, no, probably the second biggest company in America. I'm sure New Japan as a whole is bigger than AEW. I'm sorry, but it is. And I'm sure mm. AAA... Etc. CMLL, but why? Why bother doing this? This is this is Tony Khan all over. It's like you can do what you want, guys. You can do what you want. So he'll go. And what if some shard of fucking glass sticks in his Gregory and he's fucked? He's dead. And and so, they've just given him and they've just given him a five year contract. So exactly. imagine imagine he'd sliced his arm open. He's fucking fucked. He can't wrestle. You've got him on a five year deal. Then doing nothing. Yeah, you're getting, you he's getting paid yeah it's just fucking stupid here and and then they're adding they're putting aw angles on fucking this gcw shit so big Cass apparently has been sent by mjf he sent him and stokely hathaway not big what's he called now fucking bill morrissey big bill morrissey morrissey or something which is, stands for William, right? Or fucking Wingstein or something, I don't, I don't know. know. So Big Bill Morrissey, right? That's what his yeah. new nickname is. He's put him through a fucking plate glass window, propped up, you know, realism, propped up against the turbuckle rope thing, and it's just like, fucking hell. You, you've got better angles on other people's shows, Tony. He <laughs> doesn't do See any angles I mean? on his own show, does he? Barely. No. I mean, it's not a great angle, but it's better than some of the shite that's on his telly at the moment, fucking cold match city. But Moxley's a moron. Why do you do this to yourself? He's he's, he's an absolute masochist. He really is, man. He must go, right, oh, I can't wait to get cut tonight with a pizza think, cutter across my forehead. The thing is, though, I get on board with Moxie for like a few weeks and I think, yeah, I see what you're up. I can see where you are. I can see what people start to see him. And then he does stuff like this and it's just like, ugh, you don't need to be doing it. It's proper indie shit, isn't it? There's no need to be doing it. Not when, not when you're getting paid big fucking money by a billionaire, but who's who's such a fucking mark 
that he just goes, yeah, yeah, of course you can do whatever you want, mate. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 love, I love fucking deathmatch dog shit, and yeah, you just you just decapitate yourself, and yeah, I'll still pay you. Fuck it. Well, that's the precedent you set, though, isn't it? It's too late now. He can't go back now and say, no, you can't do that. He just go. Well, I did it. As a human being, John Moxley's married. He's recently become a father. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why would you want the fucking? Why the fuck? His missus must be sat there just going, "Is this the night he fucking you know severs his jugular? Is this the night? Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. What the fuck? It just it just baffles me, and I, I, I'm not massive on him. Like you say, you get on board with him for a little bit, and you just think, "Yeah, all right," and then he just does something absolutely moronic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, that's mine, John John fucking Moxley. Right, just a two. Well. Just the two, really, isn't it? Then what? What are you thinking? Who's getting it this week? Well, I'm going to have to stick with Moxley, but you know, you can stick with old Fisher Rooney if you want, Bobby Salmon. <laughs> I think it's quite it's quite commonplace for Moxley, so I'm going to have to stick with Fish because it's just been a culmination of a month's worth of just ruining your own career. I think. <laughs> so I'll stick with with old Bobby. Do you know what? It's it is hard to argue with that. Yeah, <laughs> Moxley, Moxley is is this is just Moxley. That's I mean, who he it's is. Fucking, it's fucking stupid, but this is just who he is. Bobby Fish. Well, it turns out this is just who Bobby Fish is, but yeah. it's 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 news to us. It's it's newly fresh, like yeah. like snow on the ground. So yeah, fuck it, Bobby Fish. You are a cretin. Sorry, mate. Yeah, you need to rein that in quick time because you're going to be lost in the fucking wilderness in TNA. I'm afraid. Impact. Yeah. Sorry. Well, he's he's burnt all the bridges over the the other companies, I think. So <laughs> that's his, that's all he's got. Just a little bit. Hopefully, he won't be twerking for fucking Billy. Co- no, Billy Corgan's not even involved. Who the fuck owns TNA anymore? Impact. No idea. And Billy Corgan owns NWA, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. But he he had a hand in TNA for it. Do you know what? I I paid so little attention to Impact Wrestling. Yeah, it has literally no impact on me. So you know, does what it says on the tin. <laughs> Thing is, a lot of people speak quite highly of it, but I can't imagine. So can't bring myself to watch it, mate. I can't, no, can't do it I to can't. myself because because it's just got that stink of Russo and Dixie Carter and fucking idiocy all over it. I just think, do you know? Do you remember? Do you remember when you were a kid and you sort of didn't want to admit to people that you were a wrestling fan because yeah. it was sort of looked down upon? Now it's yeah. like wrestling's fine. You just don't yeah. want to admit to watching Impact. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, because like when you're a kid, you used to go, people used to go, oh, you know, it's not real, don't you, about yeah. wrestling. And now people go, you know, it's dog shit, don't you, Impact? <laughs> and I go, yeah, yeah, I know. But, you know. Most of it's well, dog shit, to be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be fair. <laughs> at, at the moment, it is, hence why we're watching this shit. <laughs> but, um, but speaking of members of this particular school of uh, wrestling, he's back. He's back, Jack, and he ain't cutting no slack. It's old Ricky Flair, and he is on his Woo World Tour, leg two. So, yeah, so this time he's in Las Vegas, as they say on Phoenix Nights. (laughs) And he's he's in possibly the worst suit that he's ever had on, which is pretty hard. It's like a a tie-dyed pink number (laughs) with, with his usual, you know, gold Mr. T chains and... No shirt this t- this time. He's got a, a nice t-shirt, white t-shirt underneath. Um, he comes out of a fucking pink 
stretched Hummer in a puff, <laughs> in a puff of in a puff of smoke, which I'm assuming is Ric Flair drip smoke. He's in some fucking nightclub. And he's got like a massive fucking bazooka fucking gun thing. Do you know them T-shirt guns that they use at festivals? Yeah. To, it's like that, but just blows fucking weed smoke, like fucking vape weed smoke out. And some fucking girl who's probably old enough to be his great granddaughter is opening a gob right in front of him, to oh, a, in front of a, in front of a massive pole, in front of a massive in front of Ric Flair. So it's like Ric Flair stood there with this gun with a huge phallic object popping out of it and and a young girl just standing there with a gob open so wrong, it, is, it? It, it, it is like the quintessential flair image <laughs> it couldn't be more flair if it was his daughter squeezing her husband's ass do you know what i mean <laughs> oh so, there's another bit there wasn't there as well there is more in when you every every bit of rick flair drip you buy you get a free uh rick flair collectible card with it <laughs> You see his new robe with the branded yes. robe. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 peacock robe, right? It's got Ric Flair slaps all over it, pink feathers all over it. He's got he's got his own two cushions, his two Ric Flair drip cushions. He's sat there with his sunglasses on, holding a spliff like he's fucking Doctor Dre, and <laughs> it's like, what is going on? There's not there's not a Tyson in sight, so no, no convicted rapist, but <laughs> only Rick. <laughs> and he's never been convicted. So an unconvicted one. <laughs> the the king of the helicopter. God. It's 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 going it's going big, it's going hard, it's going a bit dodgy. It is the Ric Flair Weed World Wootor and it, it's ongoing. More next week. Underwear is next week. <laughs> Prison. <laughs> 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 oh dear well on to a company that is synonymous with mr flair as always on monday we are heading back in time to the the monday night wars if you will the wcw side of that anyway we're live on the 23rd of september 1996 birmingham alabama life form. It infiltrates a healthy species. 
it sucks its blood dry and does nothing in the end but destroys an organization that blood, sweat, and tears by a lot of athletes went into the New World Order. Hulk Hogan and the Outsiders, they're nothing but parasites. One man is here, though, the macho man. So it's the sort of, well, it's the, it's the second week after the, you know, the fallout of, of war games. And we were sort of promised a very NWO heavy show, weren't we? Um, last week, they, they pretty much telegraphed that. Bischoff did anyway. Oh, yeah, it's like, well, there's no one here next week. So, you know, basically, come and attack us, guys. There's no one here. They're all in Japan. It's, this is, it, if there's a time that you wanted to attack us, it's now, by the way. It's, yeah. It was fucking obvious. Storyline, it was made no sense for Bischoff to do that, did it? But, you know. No. He's an idiot, so <laughs> you're not looking um, wrong. So Tony opens up with Larry, obviously in the first hour, and he's got the—I think he's got a local newspaper, is it, or is it a magazine? I can't remember exactly what it was. It's uh, the USA Today, and USA Today. Um, they've, they've taken out a full-page fucking gimmick ad in it. I thought that was pretty good. To be fair, I did enjoy that. I thought it was a nice touch. And then Larry comes out with his one of his little metaphors, but <laughs> but this one actually worked for me. Which is well, he, he gives us a lesson on entomology, doesn't he? He gives us like the yeah. full Wikipedia page on parasites. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's just gone. He's gone to his like PA or something. Yeah, get the dictionary. Get the get the definition of parasite. Write it down for me. Ready to go for you know eight o'clock or whatever. So he basically <laughs> yeah. he basically calls NWO a parasite sucking the sucking the blood you know dry from WCW, which quite a good line. That's pretty much what they are doing. Yeah, it was one of Larry's uh, better little soliloquies, and he had his shit shirt back on, which just added to it for me, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he did a couple of real stinkers, didn't he, last couple of weeks, but that was sort of a better one. And then um, they sort of they start talking about Savage. They're saying, Savage is ready for Slim Jim Halloween Havoc. And I was just like, of course Savage is headlining that. Of course he is. <laughs> of course he is. He is the Slim Jim guy. That's what I mean. Which which we'll get onto a bit later because there was some slim gym action later. Am I right in thinking that one of the one of the big reasons he left WWF was because they wouldn't let him do slim gym commercials? No, from what I've heard, one of the big reasons why Vince never spoke to him again and didn't have him come back after the WCW buyout was because obviously there's the, there's the rumor. The rumour, yeah, the big rumour. The rumour, which, you know, I would love to tell everybody if you don't know it, but I will get sued. So, <laughs> possibly, if anyone fucking listens to us. <laughs> but um, apparently one of the big reasons was he took the Slim Jim sponsorship with him because they didn't sponsor WWE, they sponsored Savage. Savage, Savage. was their guy. So where uh, Savage went, Slim Jim went, and apparently it was, a, it was a big deal for Vincent. I knew there was yeah. some sort of contractual dispute with that, so I, I, I wondered if it was something to do with that, but... I think a lot to do with Savage going was that Vince wanted to get the new generation. Yeah. And Savage was deemed too old, so he stuck him on comms. And Savage still had a fair bit in the tank, to be fair. Yeah, definitely. And we also get, you know, a lot of that NWO propaganda being handed out in the concourse again. Loads of people in NWO shirts and stuff like that. I do like that little bit, though. I do like those little bits with the the propaganda and stuff, the, the flyers. I like those portions of it. They were putting over that the WCW fans were tearing it up and there was some guy who looked like fucking Jeff Foxworthy cutting a promo into the camera like you couldn't hear it, but he's like proper going at it. Absolutely. He was definitely a drop on it. Absolute monumental cousin fucker tash on him. <laughs> he definitely, I bet he worked for WCW, that guy. Yeah, probably. 
<laughs> so that was the sort of opening gambit. And we get our opening contest, which on paper is possibly the worst thing we've ever seen. And it didn't quite it didn't really disappoint with that anyway. The there was there was there's like that little ray of hope going, Oh, Brad's in it, so you yeah. know, maybe. Little t- little moments where you thought, ah, yeah. But anyway, it's the taskmaster who who's really has flattered, you know. To de- you know, he's not really delivered the goods, has he? From what you were pu- you you were slightly putting him over um, at times, and he's not really. Uh... I've seen him do good stuff. I will I will say <laughs> that to my dying day. I'll find out. We will find some old Florida stuff to review, mate. Because when he was the the taskmaster, when he had he had Mark Lewin come out of the river like like the fucking sea monster, it was it was cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't doubt that he's just been absolutely horseshit for this entire run through, pretty much. Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah, he really has. <laughs> so it's uh, the taskmaster and the newest member of the dungeon, Conan, <laughs> accompanied by the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, and Big Bubba as well down at ringside, and taking on the odd, the odd duo of Brad Armstrong and Juventu Guerrero. This was definitely a, a, a sort of aftermath of them realizing we've sent half our fucking roster over to Japan. Who the fuck can we put together here? I know. I know. <laughs> and I just put in my notes: that... this could be absolutely horrific. <laughs> oh, you weren't wrong. <laughs> Do you want to talk us through this one then? <laughs> I've put uh, Hoovy and Conad again. Fucking hell! He's come out Conad incognito Conad, and he's and he says Ariba East Coast and Ariba West Coast. But he was doing West Side Gang Signs last, last week. I mean, make your mind up, Sunshine. It's it's a bit much. The other two are just in the ring. Yeah. Mr. Bean, <laughs> the baby face, old Hoovy, starts doing like roundhouse air kicks in front of the heels. Not very baby face, really, is it? I mean, that fucking mullet. That mullet. It's It's got worse in a week. It's atrocious, isn't it? <laughs> it's like an absolute... Dog shit waterfall down his back, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, it starts off. Conad does his release German and drops it on his, drops Hoovy on his fucking neck again. Yeah. Conad does his clunky anticipation again and stands gawping as Hoovy Hoovy dives. Dog shit. Hoovy kips up and gets all fucking Shawn Michaels on it. Gets a pop. Springboard somersault leg drop and Conad just doesn't sell it. <laughs> Nothing. I do like I do I'll give Conan I'll put Conan over a little bit here. That bear hug DDT, I do that's like right. that. Yeah, that's fair that's enough. quite naughty. Uh, Sullivan won't tag. He says finish him off. Then he does a muscle buster. Yeah. Interesting. Not a finish. No. Unbelievably. Brad's in. He's so fucking smooth, that guy, he really is. That drop yeah. kick just that, that drop little kick that little fired up sort of comeback was nice from Brad, wasn't it, to be fair. Best thing in the match. Gets a power bomb on him, then he tags in Mini Hulk to pin, and then it's, no, don't it's forget weird. he did his, he did his dangerous stomp, the, the ultimate. Oh yeah, stomp. he did. I, I blinked, missed that. <laughs> so yeah, it's a bit. It was really weird, and then Conan gets turned on, pointless. We think and then did. we realise it's a, it's an initiation, fucking woeful. The thing is, we knew that watching it because Jimmy Hart says it into the camera. What the fuck's a crowd think of that? <laughs> They're just beating the fuck out of him, then they're hugging him. It's like, what? It made it was, no sense. It was completely and pointless. And he's been in the group for like four weeks or something, three, four weeks. I know. Did they not make him just stand on a chair and sing a tune like they do at football teams? <laughs> Arriba la raza. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, 
young young Anthony rocking up at Old Trafford and like Maguire and Ronaldo beating fuck out of him. Oh dear me, it was absolutely woeful, wasn't it? It's just yeah. See, you alluded to something in a text message to me saying about a fake out. Yeah, I thought that was it, but apparently not. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to pull it up when when it happens because I'm I'm at a loss. There's one thing that I think it might have been. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll let you I'll let you know because I'm sure I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll know what I'm getting at eventually. Yeah, that was an absolute stinker of an opener. When it it, they had a similar one of of, a month or two ago with a fault with an eight man match with the dungeon. It's a pretty common theme, isn't it? They are just absolutely awful on, on the show, pretty much. Um, the only good thing in the dungeon, to me, is the faces of fear, and we don't see nearly enough of them. We barely see them. That's the problem, isn't it? We barely see them. And the, the one time we did see them the other week, they were... <laughs> was, it, was it Meng who absolutely lost his shit and started cracking on that? Was it Rocco Rocco, whatever it was? Yeah. Do you know what? I need to, I need to sort of do some research on that. I'm pretty sure... It's brought up on that '96 timeline Sullivan Cape commentaries. I'm pretty sure it is, and I yeah. need to find out whether it was a, a work or what because he looked genuinely fucking angry about that that moonsault onto the table, and Barbarian genuinely looked like he was trying to chill him the fuck out. I think I think it was legit that it had to be because the ref just called it off, didn't he? Straight away, it was dodgy that. So yeah, I'll be interested to find out if that was a legit thing. So if you could, if you can find it on one of your little research runs, that'd be lovely. We must move on from that absolute train wreck. One thing, one thing, you know, it was brought to us by Double Blink Gum. <laughs> you've got to put that one of a kind taste in your face. Just to add that to the uh, the segment, that was the best part of the segment for me. I'm afraid. Sp- sponsored by Rikishi. <laughs> one of a kind taste in your face. <laughs> so then they they come back from the they had a break. Come back. They're recapping that garbage little thing in the limo last week with Hulk Hogan with his pathetic little comedic delivery it was awful that it was dreadful backstage passes and all this that was terrible that <laughs> mike tenay is with with the macho man so no, no gene still that obviously that contract dispute's going on for a fair few yeah. weeks now gene's um, gene's got like lawyered up he's got his negotiating socks on he's going for it he's like with his braces no jacket just braces and shirt like he's fought his daily planet reporter and he's going <laughs> going doesn't work for me boss I bet he's put like a, a, a portfolio together of all the time he spent on the show and all this, and trying to like try to give all his worth to it to a new contract. PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> this is what I did last pay per view. <laughs> um, I, I, I look good in denim. I look good in leather. You saw that hog wild. Put, I look good you in could a... be anywhere. <laughs> I, 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 I reckon he was probably speaking to Vince as well. Going, come on, man, come on, Vincent. Maybe probably, show, yeah. show me the money. <laughs> so Mike today's covering he's doing double d- duty at the minute isn't he? he's doing backstage he's doing interviews in the ring sometimes as well he's also doing commentary but he's Multifaceted, with Macho that guy <laughs> he's with Macho he's looking pretty in pink Macho Man Randy Savage, we're just over a month away from your highly anticipated matchup with Hulk Hogan, but as we've just seen on the video, you've been publicly targeted by the New World Order and they are here tonight they are am I a marked man? Hollywood Hulk Hogan, whatever it takes, if you're going to cheap shot me every night and every day before we get to Halloween Havoc, that's not going to change anything because I'm going to take you down because I'm the last hope for the WCW. Otherwise, the entire wrestling world is going to be turned upside down. You're threatening to make that happen. And another thing, let's get the record straight right now. 
the whole WCW, well, the majority of them were booked in Japan. And I was booked in Japan too, but I took myself out of there. Not because I've got any unbelievably stroke or anything. I just felt that I needed to be a nitro because it's not cut in stone whether you're going to beat me up or I'm going to beat up the whole NWO tonight. And about Elizabeth, let me tell you something. Not this lifetime, not the next lifetime, or maybe well, the only thing we got in common is that about 100,000 lifetimes away from now, we might be the same goldfish same swimming in the same water. Now, nothing makes sense, but I'm going to tell you something that does. Halloween Havoc is very scary, and I'm not scared. And Hollywood Hulk Hogan, I take this responsibility to wipe you out understand that he said he's a marked man and and then he he loses it a little bit for me <laughs> he starts he starts sort of going i was also booked in japan but then i changed my mind because i needed to be here for nitro and then he started going on about goldfish or something like that <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then he said halloween halloween's gonna be scary it wasn't his best any thoughts on it <laughs> There's a bit where he said, he says, Hogan can cheap shot him every day until Halloween Havoc because he'll take him down the end because he's WCW's last hope. I like that. That mm. was decent. But then he just he just goes on one of his wacky tangents. I think it's he has the capacity to do that. Yeah. He gets too too mental and just like, yeah, goes a bit off his head. But yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't his best at all. Yeah, he's let, he's let me down there a bit, old Randall. Yeah. We then get to our second... Match of the night. Do you want to announce this one? Chris Jericho versus Mike Enos. What a penis. <laughs> Jericho comes out with that absolute belting 80s tune that you love. And he's getting good reactions from the crowd, man. I mean, that's a, that was a, it was a potential tarrant. It was a good reaction for a man who's I, debuted I, a month ago. Yeah, I would have popped for him, but he had that flatly jacket on again. Blouse wearing tycoon. So it's just uh, that that jacket's wrong, but there's no Dicky Slater. Where, that was why? Good. No, yeah, no. We that. always need we always need uh, deplorable humans on this show, and Dicky Slater is one of the top. He still had the rough and ready gear on, though. If you notice that, yeah. So like, I, I, I just been... thought he'd just go back from Hogwild. He'd had he'd had, he'd had some peyote and went on a fucking vision quest. And he just come <laughs> back. <laughs> I was half expecting a bit of Dicky Slater to pop up later on in the match, to be fair, but there was no sign but of him. To do, to do the twin magic that they did the other way. <laughs> <laughs> about a foot, foot, foot smaller than him, long hair. <laughs> Towel on his head. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so it starts it off. Mike, Mike Enos offers his hand to Jericho. He shakes it for a second, then gives him a big slap. It was very dominant by Mike Enos, wasn't it? This one, it was. It was very much making Jericho the underneath sort of underdog again. Yeah, it was. I'm not it sure if I liked it as much though really? against Mike Enos. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it was against Jericho. It, not Jericho, sorry, uh, Benoit. It, it worked for me when it was against Dean. It was quite good because they were quite established. Mike Enos. Do you know what I mean? I, I quite, I quite like this match. Yeah, I mean, I liked it, but I just don't. I think if it would have been a good match if it was against someone who was more established. That's all I'm trying to say. Like in a vacuum, yeah, in Japan. <laughs> well, yeah, good point. <laughs> I'm surprised Jericho wasn't in Japan. To be fair, though. Yeah. So after the slap, Jer- Jericho outwits him and uh, lands a wheel kick. Enos actually sells it big. I'll give him credit. 
and he does a lovely bit of heel work. He looks like he's regrouping over the ropes and then does a flying shoulder charge over the ropes. I thought that was great. That was really nice. And also, I really liked as well those like short headbutts on the floor as well. I really liked yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, old Jezza pulls out an 8.9 on the fucking steamboat. It was a belter, wasn't it? Absolute belter. Superb. And he held, <laughs> held really the arm was. as well. Held the arm and as well. He, and that. he... And he took the arm, yeah, I have actually put that. <laughs> Enos gets hit with chokes and knees to the throat, so he starts working the throat, does a belly-to-belly, and he starts working the back. He does a maniacal flying clothesline off the apron outside, which I thought was fucking... It looked sloppy, but for a big dude, fair fucks to him. He starts working the throat again, drops it on the guardrail, he posts him, he suplexes him on the steps. He upturns the steps and suplexes him on the steps. That was, that was cool, an man. interesting spot. I thought it was because that kind of stuff we don't see all the time in, in WCW. You go, oh, fucking hell, yeah. Whereas, you know, these see days the you see now. it all the fucking time. And then he spoils it with a bear hug. But luckily it wasn't uh, It wasn't that long. And thankfully Jericho breaks three, uh, gets a slam for two. And then he gets, in, gets him into a Boston Crab and starts working the back. Jericho gets a victory roll, uh, hope spot for two. There's two back kicks. There's a lariat, a butterfly suplex, a missile drop kick, and then he tries a hurricane rana, and it's counted off the second rope into a power bomb for two. And then the finish, I thought, was pretty fucking good. He goes, Enos picks him up for a power slam, and as as he's slamming him, Jericho sort of rolls through and pins him for three. I thought it was quite a nice finish. I thought it was, a, I thought it was a, a nice TV match. Enos isn't very polished at all, considering how long he's been in in wrestling but he's all right and he has he has something if you've got the right person in with him do you know what i mean i think jericho made him look a lot fucking better than he is yeah like like i said i I did i like the match just uh, just in terms of stature wise who he was against but again he was like you said it was probably down to scheduling more than anything i think mike enos actually surprised me a little bit because we've not seen anything really not really seen anything of him to suggest he could put on a good match hadn't we so far it was very and I didn't in the and stuff. That's it. I didn't in the WWF either when he was in the Beverly Brothers. I, I, you know, they were nothing. I mean, they were tag champs, but they were sort of a nothing kind of thing for me. I never really, you know, thought yeah. they were anything. I just think uh, I, I, you only heard about that arm drag. I knew that was going to. I knew that was going to be high on the on the scale because that was an absolute. <laughs> you just didn't break the nines like Eddie, but you know, it was it wasn't wow. far off. I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, he put a nine. He posted a nine at some point. You know what I mean? He's We'll see. He's, he's, he does a really good arm drag. Jericho's so good at this point, wasn't he? Just so good. Yeah, so good at ev- almost every facet of professional wrestling is, is what you want. He sells well. He mo- his movement is his ability to sort of innovate with his offense. Is so good. He's so he's quite so, hit his promo heights. Yeah, though. no, no, that was that that was obviously to come, wasn't it? But in terms of in ring, he's every he's like the perfect sort of you know, thing to mould into what you want, isn't he, as a superstar? Yeah. Um, he just had everything you needed. Just needed to fine fine tune a couple of bits. Um, and that's why it depresses us more. Yeah. At the moment. No, I, look, look, we've said this. I think I had Jericho in my top five of all time. I mean, you yeah. know what I mean? I loved, I loved the geezer until two years ago, maybe three. It's a shame, but you can't... It's hard to, it's hard, it's hard to not appreciate what he was. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's... 
It's a bit like the Ben. It's not like the Benoit thing at all, but it's like you've got to sort of try and put everything that you think about on no, now. No, it's not. It's not like in that, but it's like you've got to try and appreciate what they're doing in this run through to try and give a fair assessment. Yeah, of well, that's what we, that's what we that's what we do with Flair, and that's what we do with Benoit, and that's what we do with anyone else that currently does our fucking editing. Yeah, so I'm I'm enjoying him. I'm sure we're going to enjoy watching him for quite a while now. Anyway, I'm not sure when he. Eventually departs WCW, but I still think it's a while yet. Then we get we uh, something that we didn't enjoy. <laughs> yeah, but this is it. It was the debut. It was Goldberg. Did, did you not? Did you not see it? What? Goldberg's music plays. Here he comes. It's Pat Tanaka. Was that Goldberg's tune? He <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was talking about that fake out I mentioned before. I was literally just sort of watching it, very very chilled out on my phone. That music starts playing. Oh my god, it's Goldberg! I didn't expect to see him this early. <laughs> and I'm going, oh my god, the music's playing. Where is he? Where is he? It comes back to Naka. It's one of the most <laughs> disappointed I've ever seen. I've ever been watching it. I, I was like, didn't e- I didn't even clock it. Do you know what I put? I swear to God, on my notes I put Tanaka has awesome music. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I fucking really... didn't even realise, honestly, because I wasn't. I was sort. I could only half hear it because you know what my house is like. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like fucking. Last night at the proms in here, yeah, I couldn't. I, I fucking, I can't believe I missed that. Yeah, I, what I was an like, absolute dick. I was like, what the fuck was that? I was like, I was actually quite excited. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Goldberg, but he was quite big, wasn't he, when he debuted? So I was like, whoa, I didn't. I was, I was completely unexpected. I heard the music and I was like, oh my god, it's him. And then I comes back to neck and I was like, ah, <laughs> it's the <laughs> most disappointing I've ever been. I think. <laughs> Tell you what, you you get another one next year when we when we do, uh, drop into the WWF for the old one when uh, the Patriot versus Bret Hart when the Patriot Kurt comes Angle. out and you think Kurt Angle, it's not Kurt Angle, no, no, it's the Patriot. <laughs> I did, I, I googled dish. it and I was like, I had to Google it after. I was like, what the hell happened here? Like, and it was like ten people who shared music at certain points, and it was like that was like <laughs> yeah. one of the top four or something. I was like, Pat Sinaka, fucking hell, and uh, that, that music, Sinaka, do you? Goldberg music is epic. To be fair, <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it's, it's a good tune. I mean, I, I, I've genuinely put Tanaka as awesome music, and then <laughs> I just put, "Oh dear, this gets worse." Yeah, so it, <laughs> it's Pat Tanaka against the against Sub Zero against the uh, <laughs> Bischoff sort of brainchild that he's been cooking up for months. This is consecutive week. <laughs> Here comes Glacier. And he, it's absolute crickets when he's coming out in it. There's no reaction yeah. whatsoever. There's no it's like uh, it's like in the bush where that fucking tumbleweed just sort of... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's just absolutely nothing from the crowd. They're just going, "Here we go again, this gimp." And I was just thinking to myself, we touched on it last week. Has anyone who has like had a different lighting in a match ever got over? Do you know what I mean? Nope. Like the fiend was interested until he started having matches. Then everyone was like, what the yeah. fuck is red lighting? Sin Cara, they'd already, seen him, they'd already seen him work, though. They already yeah. knew what he was like in the ring. It was not like a big debut. He just changed his gimmick, and he still wrestled how he used to wrestle, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Sin Cara, that was a train wreck. This is absolutely this is the worst <laughs> yeah. of the worst of it, though. Because it's what in, in that crowd, who the fuck wants to go and pay however many dollars they're watching it? And they've got, they can barely see it. They're watching it in some sort of like blue light. It's terrible to watch on the telly. I can't even imagine how bad it was in the crowd. It's getting booed out the building as well, I noticed. I don't know if you heard that. Yep. It was just... Absolute turkey. 
it's garbage. And he's just doing all these like these poses in the middle of the ring, like doing little like Tai Chi and all this. It's fucking ridiculous. And he hits it, he hits he hits a better kick than he did last week, but it's still shit. It looks garbage. It looks fake as anything. It it was dog shit. I mean, what annoyed me more was the strobe lights everywhere, not one epilepsy epilepsy warning. <laughs> I know. I know. There should have been a disclaimer on that because if you're if you've walked in and that goes off and you're epileptic, you've had it. Do you know what I mean? There's just no Fuck need for it. it. <laughs> it looked like honestly when I'm watching him come down, I felt like I dropped an E and I'd gone to a rave. <laughs> What'd you do one of those rave gimmicks? <laughs> <laughs> what you do? One of them rave gimmicks. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve Austin, classic. That. <laughs> um, so Glacier gets another win. He's unbeaten again, and they're on about how <laughs> I think Larry said it, or it might it might have been Tony. I can't remember. They said something like, "Oh, well, we, we need to make sure the NWO don't get to this guy." Don't worry, I don't think they're going to touch him. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they uh, that think he's safe. It, the fucking entrance was longer than the match, though. It's very, it, it had like warrior vibes to me. It's the, it's the bit afterwards as well, though. He's just in the middle doing like shadow kicks yeah. and stuff. It's like, what is this? It's crap. Um, it's an accurate, it's an absolute corking powerbomb. Don't sell a fucking thing. It was ridiculous. You see the no. little jig Tanaka was doing as they were sort of like squaring <laughs> up to each other. He's just, just doing what Michael Flatley Riverdance shit. <laughs> Flatley, my dear. I don't Riverdance. <laughs> 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 so that was an absolute stinker oh god then we get to um the standard tag titles match that you get every week pretty much fuck's sake <sighs> there's a lot to be said about this i think it's harlem heat against what do you want to, what do you call them these days john the pubic enema Two cunts, one table, whichever, whichever you want to call <laughs> Before they came out, though, um, there was some silver medalist in the crowd. They showed that off for some reason. I guess he'd been signed by him. Am I right in thinking that? Or Is it Gable Stevenson? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't even write. I didn't even write his name down. He, I can't imagine oh, he I ever amounted to anything. Just, I bet they signed him to the power plant or something. Yeah. So it's, it's these absolute fucking gimps. They're back. But they are so fucking over. It's, it's painful. It's really painful. They are the tag team version of Luger without the body. They really yeah. are horseshit. The crowd's loving them. They're doing the whole hand-waving thing. They've got the table in hand. The table looks fucking dodgy. It doesn't look like a gimmick table at all. And it's proven later on as well, I think. Um, I can't believe you watched this. I, I, every part of me wanted to skip it, but then I was just like, I was just thinking, this is probably the only match of any significance on the card as well. That's I skipped I it. Did you? I, I did. I did a, a bash at the beach, you. Did you actually? No, I didn't really. <laughs> I was I was just, I've, I've put so tempted to skip this, but I love Harlem Heat. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? And that's that's why I hated the match by the end of it. Um, I mean. So Harlem got the red gear on again, and they're just they're speaking pure good. trash in the camera. They look no, great. good. They've got the red gear on, and because Public Enemy do not fucking deserve the quintessential, they just don't <laughs> do. They don't. <laughs> so. This, the, they start it off hot, you know, big jump start, they're all at each other. And I was starting to think it's going to just descend into that absolute chaos match that you expect from these. Everyone's in, fucking yep. double screen gimmick. It, it settled down a bit, though. And the pubic enemy actually do a little bit of tag team stuff, a little bit of a double teams. 
Yeah. It wasn't too bad. We go to a break. Back from the break, Harlem back on top. Booker goes for a scissor kick, but he gets sort of crotched on, crotches himself on the top rope. And it's all very back and forth. There's some really nice, there's a really nice stiff clothesline by Booker. And I just, I put him a note. Yeah, I hope yeah. it's hurt. Brutal. <laughs> um, Stevie hits a nice running leg drop, better than Hogan's, better than any Hogan leg drop he's ever done. More, looked more dominant and looked more powerful than he's ever done. Um, Stevie Ray throws a fucking great punch as well. Yeah, great working punch, isn't it? Looks really superb. Stiff. Yeah. And, he, and and then as I was talking to you earlier about that table, it didn't look like a gimmick table. Booker slams one of them on the table. It doesn't break. It just looks like he just eats it to the back. It looked quite nasty, actually. Um, I laughed my ass off at that. To be fair. <laughs> and there's this one, this this next bit in the match. You can take over after this. This was the most stupid part of the match. I fucking hated it. Um, so I think Booker had that this grunge grunge. I think it was in a chin lock, right? Yeah. And it's supposed to be a, like a it's like a hold, isn't it? It's supposed to be hurting you. He starts clapping in the middle of it to get the crowd going. Way to just fucking bury the person locking the hold in. Do you know what I mean? The like, guy on the guy on the apron should be clapping to yeah. g the crowd up for the guy to sort of hold up kind of thing. Ridiculous. He, he, yeah. He's literally just burying Booker T in that. Like, well, this isn't hurting me. I'll just start clapping. You know, it was crap. Really, really poor. And I just. Like I, I hate them, and I hate them because they're just not for me. But I just think they're genuinely shit. I don't get what anyone's ever oh, seen. Yeah. Actual you know I mean? dog shit. <laughs> Do you want to take over from there? Because that was like that was where I sort of just lost my way with it. Really, after that, it just <laughs> pissed me off. Well, guess what turns up next? The fucking split screen gimmick. But for <laughs> once, it's not because of the pubic enema doing the fucking mad bollocks that they do all the time. It's because the NWO have turned up. Mm. The giant did no get the memo. <laughs> rocks, rocks up in a, in a granddad shirt, i.e. no collar, and a fucking waistcoat looking like he's about to fucking do 12 frames at the Crucible, the daft cunt. <laughs> the giant, 140. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how much cotton they had to use for that? He looked like a cr- just a knob end, didn't he? And we'll get on to him later, but Jesus and Christ. And then there's... Then there's no Hogan to be seen. Oh, oh, here he comes. Two limos, excessive. I think that's a bit <laughs> excessive. I know the Giants are big fucker, but you can get everyone in all fucking eight of them or whatever it is in the limo, yeah. right? This is, and then it cuts back, and it's. I'm, I'm going to say this now. This is the best I've seen public enemy actually in the ring. They're, like, there's no fucking about outside. Not a lot of it anyway, barely. But the fact is, all they're doing is basic fucking tag team stuff. But that's how shit they are. When they start doing basic tag team stuff, you go, oh, this is the best I've seen. Yeah. Because it's they're usually the fucking... <laughs> like, there's like there's like bottom of the food chain, 50 feet of shit, and then the public enemy. They are possibly the worst tag team I've ever seen, <laughs> other than maybe like the ding-dongs or something. <laughs> he misses the Harlem hangover bucket. I'm not. Like, I'm not saying Public Enemy are good. I'm just saying that they're actually wrestling for once. Hmm. They're not doing this ECW dog shit. Small package. Grunge shifts it for three question mark. Hmm. Are the Public Enemy the new champs? I'm, I'm like, oh fucking hell, here we go. If so, that is a woeful decision. Yeah. And then Harlem Heat kick off with Patrick because he gives it him. I couldn't believe for it. For fuck's sake. Could not believe it. What are they? What are they thinking? I mean, don't get me wrong, Public Enemy, for some reason, obscure as it may be, 
but a reason nonetheless are over as fuck. Yeah. So you put them on, you put in the belts on someone who's over to get that. But Jesus Christ, you need your champion should be able to work with anybody. Harlem Heat can work with anybody. They got a well, not a good match, but they got a match out of these two tits. Yeah. But then they're saying the face, the public enemy are facing the outsiders at Halloween Havoc, so we know why they've taken the belts off Harlem Heat now. Yeah, I suppose it, I suppose it works in that way. You can sort of give it out. They're, they're, I guess they're a transitional champion, aren't they? In a way, yeah. Um, but I think me and you were more disappointed. One because these tits have won the belts and they shit and we hate them, and we love Harlem Heat and they've lost the belts and we just think. I think it would have been a good natural step off point for the Harlem Heat tag team reign for them to lose to the Outsiders. I wouldn't have had a problem with that at all. Um, Both heels, though, aren't they? I suppose so, but. Uh, the public enemy, they're, they're, they're not, they don't act like baby faces, do they? They bring a table to every game, every match. It's like, I'm just worried doing... how shit the match is going to be. Yeah, because I was, I was thinking Harlem Heat outsiders that could be quite good because you could have, you could have still positioned that Harlem Heat as the baby faces in that match because it's WCW versus NWO, isn't it? Yeah, of course, you could, could yeah. And I was thinking that could be quite good. You know, you got two, two bigger blokes in Nash and, and Stevie, and then. You two proper workhorses in in Booker and 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 Scott Hall, but I'm a bit gutted now that we're not going to see that. But begrudgingly, the the Tarrant Pop contenders for that, I'm afraid, it was a monster pop for them winning the belts. Oh, Tarrant, Tarrant's ruined us. But they haven't got it. I'm afraid they haven't got it. Thank fuck, thank fuck for that. <laughs> they don't. Uh, they don't uh, want to give you that. <laughs> I, I nearly end broadcast. <laughs> well, we don't However, give you that. However, Bischoff did something right tonight. They seamlessly got our two spot on perfect yeah. after a break. Loved it. Yeah. I mean, do that every week. I don't understand how difficult it can be. I know. I know. Format your ma- format your show for fuck's sake. <laughs> they have a tr- they have difficulty with that though, don't they? Let's be honest. We did- we found that out last week. Difficult with a lot of stuff. But speaking of formatting our two wrong. <laughs> we get that again. Savage versus Valentine after the uh, hurry, hurry up match. Oh, you've got 20 seconds left. Get on the top rope. So go on, go on, go on, go on. Oh, you've hit it. Oh, spot on. Nice one. So we get it again. <laughs> That's weird. Why do we get it again? I don't it's know. Be somebody else. Valentine. Be somebody. <laughs> Valentine just gets wheeled out with a shot on the roster, aren't they? <laughs> Literally wheeled out. I mean, he has, he he has the music. His, he pull, gets pulled out of his coffin. <laughs> He's ready to go. <laughs> He looks fucking I, ancient. His, his tune's fucking great, though. I love that tune. <laughs> Sounds like Metallica when they were all right. Yeah. Um, uh, Savage gets a fucking absolute fucking monster pop and bonfire night fucking pyro. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have to... It just It's a weekly occurrence at the minute. He is the hottest thing on the show. Macho Man is, again, the hashtag Tarrant Pop. He gets it. Knew it. And it's it's impossible to not give it to him. I'm afraid <laughs> he's just he gets the biggest and best reactions in every show. As soon as I heard uh, it, I knew it. I knew it. He had to go. It's it, it might have to just be called the the Savage Pop if it go it carries on this way. I mean, I think the only way he's not going to win it is if he's not on the fucking show. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was like we've seen this match a couple of months ago, didn't we? Uh, maybe a month or so. Yep. I can't remember. Valentine. Grabs Savage from the top rope. He's saying, "Come on, let's get it all, get it started." 
He thinks our our two's coming. He wants to get it done quick. <laughs> go on, Randy. Remember what happened last time? Go on, we need to get this sorted. <laughs> Bobby started to show little signs of being like saying complimentary things about the NWO at times. He's been doing this a couple of times the last few weeks. He's saying he was impressed by NWO advertising in the paper, and he, and he thinks it's stupid that Bischoff pretty much told them it was a free hit this week, which is true, which is fair enough. Yep. Um, <laughs> Can't argue with that. And, and then we got something that was quite actually disappointing for me, because Bischoff announced that, that, that Super Callo dislocated his elbow in a dark match before the show, which I was a little bit gutted about. With, with Ray. With Ray. Yeah, it's a shame that. Must have been Why was bit... that not on the show? Every cunt in Japan, you've got Super Callow and Ray. Give us that again. I know. I know. But I think it'd been quite good to see him get injured, though, wouldn't it? So, well, yeah, a little bit, bit, yeah. Um, which is a shame, because he was starting to get over with me, and, and you, I think, a little bit. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> Savage is getting a fair bit of punishment from the outside, and, and, and they're sort of questioning, you know, is is his mindset only on the NWO? Is he putting himself in harm's way because he's not focusing what's ahead of him, what's in front of him even. Savage throws Valentine into the guardrail and just nails him with a steel chair. Ref sees no, the first one clearly, sees it clearly. He's looking right at it. There's no distraction. Let's it go. And then he's begging him to not do it again. He's already done it, ref. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just yeah. Call it off. That was Hit him again. And then he calls for it. It's like two, sh- one chair shot. Yeah, that's fine, macho. Two, nah, no chance. See you later, son. We're calling this off. It makes no sense. There's no consistency with the DQs at all. One week, they're like so premature where Nick Patrick gets brushed on his shoulder. He, he calls a DQ. Yeah. And then this week, two chair shots was just one too many, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> it's then we get, that's it. <laughs> then we get Hall, Nash and Waltman down and old, uh, old Teddy bringing up the rear, the old fuck. <laughs> why he why a, is he down? <laughs> I don't know. He wasn't going to do anything. What's he coaching him on the side? This is how you do a million-dollar dream. So... Hall gives him the razor's edge, gives Savage the razor's edge. Jack he cuts to Liz looking nervously, but apparently it's concerned, but she looks nervous and like she's looking around like, oh shit, someone's going to jump out on me. But apparently that's concern. Nash gives him a jackknife and then the giant comes down looking like a, a wine waiter from the 90s. <laughs> he looked like such a prick, didn't he? And oh fuck, the giant's got a mic. That's another one for the New World Order. Very good. Oh, he can't give me one. Now, without further ado, the man in the myth, the man to be with, the all-time greatest professional wrestler in the world, a man who made professional wrestling what it is today, a man who knows no limits. Hollywood Hogan, the yeah. man who says 
if it wasn't for him, professional wrestling would not exist today. The man who said that any promotion he has ever worked for, he is the only reason that they have ever achieved any success. Dun, 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 dun. Woo! He thinks he's Elvis. He thinks he's bigger than Elvis. Thinks he's bigger than John Wayne. Thinks he's bigger than any movie star, television star. He, he thinks he's bigger probably than Clinton. The NWO World Heavyweight Champion! Well, anything less would be too civilized. This is absolutely... They're taking over. I'm just thinking all the all the talent you've got in that ring. You're letting the giant do the most of the talking. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> he high fives everyone and goes to high five Savage, and then oh, he can't, can he? It does. It, t- to be fair, it does a better job than Michael Buffer introducing Hogan. He absolutely flaked Hogan, though, didn't he? He might as it well have Hogan's, Hogan's rusty old cock in his gob as he's doing it. <laughs> It's fucking heat, though. It really does. Bobby gives a list of people Hogan thinks he's better than for some reason, like all these people. Then uh, Hogan in the camera does his shit catchphrase, Lamp Savage, and then What's starts this sh- again. Go on. No, there's, whether you like it or you don't, it's the best thing going today. But he goes, um, anything less would be too civilized. What's that even me? Fucking shit. <laughs> and then. My my pop of the night for me personally was Kevin Nash whipping Savage with a Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking brilliant. That was the best part of the whole segment. <laughs> and and, and Ogre just looks at there and goes, he's whipping him with a Slim Jim. <laughs> we also got one of the most hip- hip- hypocritical statements of all time in this segment. about the shine on that bald head because what does he see what he everybody looks knows you don't have that Hollywood is an artiste and anything less would be oh. uncivilized This is too much. All right, guys. This is our show. We're doing it our way. Here's the NWO. Eric, your name is on the credits. You're the Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm getting out of here. Today, Wait come a with minute. me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Hey, Chico, do your job, man. 
Do it well. Do your job, Chico. Huh? We told you so. We told Look. you so. Joining the broadcast team. Welcome the Outsiders. National Hall from the Outsiders. Six in the background. Let Jerry Hulk Hogan. And let's bring out our newest member, Ted DiBiase's head of security. Make welcome, if you will, a name very familiar to wrestling fans. Bring him out. Get him out. Teddy, where's Get Vincent? Get off me. Bring Vincent. Vincent. Bring out Vince. Vince, come on out. Come on, buddy. So let me ask you a question while waiting on Vincent. This whole this whole thing here. Here he comes. Are you a real Vincent. Or do you just look like when it's a barber's on? What's the deal there? Here he comes. Hey, Vincent. Come on, buddy. What is the, who is hey, Piss Hulk? <laughs> Was that Rogan. when Hogan started cutting a promo? Yeah. Yeah, Hogan's like <laughs> he starts going, Oh, we need we need to we need to cover up this bald head of, of Savage. And it's like yeah. <laughs> it's like what planet are you living on, son? Just because you wear a bandana doesn't mean you're a big, not a big bald fucker underneath it. It's um, that thing, isn't it? It's like if if a tree if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to hear it, does it make a sound? If Hulk Hogan walks down the street wearing a bandana, is he really bald? <laughs> oh, it was absolutely horrific, wasn't it? Um, and then they start um, they start spray painting, you know, Chris Collywood style on a, on. on <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, don't, don't throw it! Don't throw it away! Man. Don't throw it away! <laughs> That's a very in joke. That <laughs> Hollywood, Chris Collingwood doing the spray painting, ironically. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then um, they all start making their way over to the comms booth as they like to do. Um, Nash and Hall grab Bischoff and they're saying, "Look, you've got a job to do. Don't you dare go anywhere." <sighs> this is this is this is where it starts getting silly now. Then we get the lover of a million women, <laughs> Virgil, <laughs> or as he's known, Vincent. And 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 you know, you know why, it, don't you? Yeah, because of the because he was called Virgil for 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 Dusty in WWF. Yeah, and then they, they did they did the switch on it, called him Vincent for, for Vince, obviously. But like when they when they say Vince and Vincent, Bischoff's like, oh my god, is it? It can't be. And it's like like, <laughs> like it was ever gonna be, like it was ever gonna be him. Oh um, god, it just descended into absolute madness, didn't it? It started okay with little bits, and then it like it was just a bit of a shitter. And Vincent is v- Virgil Vincent, whatever you want to call him. He's he's the absolute steaming shit, isn't he? He really is. I, I want his autograph. <laughs> No one else does. <laughs> Only one at the merch table. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the NWO paid announcement. It's the T-shirt one again. Slightly different, but it's very similar. Back from the break, and it's pretty much just the NWO show at this point, isn't it? They just take over the entire broadcast, which I actually think they should have done last week. It would have made the win at the pay-per-view more significant if they'd have done this takeover like the week after, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but I think because I think they've... They're trying to put them as cowardly, like none of the big. Because because like what what made me laugh about it, Bischoff's, got, Bischoff's going, yeah, none of the big the big names are here. So it's like, well, if the big names are here, no other fucker in the in in the thing can can do anything. Even though there's thirty people backstage, they're all shit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's how it that's how it came across. Hall welcomes us back. Hogan and Giant have now gone. He says to take it over. 
the NW, NW, uh, sorry, the uh, NBA and the NFL apparently, and NASCAR, and then a fucking NWO car rocks up. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's bizarre, that one. That's well, next. We're going to find out that Bischoff really Bischoff really likes NASCAR because you know he has to get have, all his little have, hobbies in there. Didn't they have an? Didn't they have a WCW NASCAR that they showed off once that won a race or something? Is that just that one thing? Similar. I know there was. A, I know there was a, a WWF car that Bob Holly actually drove. It could have been that. It might have been that way. I'd have seen then when he was called Thur- Thurman Sparky Plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that that bit with the fucking NASCAR was stupid, wasn't it? And they were like, they were like, oh, we've you guess you'll never guess who we've got to drive it. You'll never guess who we've got, and it's like. Uh, it was Dale never going to resonate with me, and they've got they've got some bloke called Dale Earnhardt. No, Kyle Petty. They said that no was idea. the guy they got, and Bischoff's like, oh, no, not him, not him. You can't be saying it's him and all this. And <laughs> yeah, and lost then, on um... me. <laughs> no, like the reference was completely nothing on me. Obviously, um... I know Dale Earnhardt because he's the reason why they changed the seatbelts in NASCAR. Because something to do with like he's, he he died because of the seatbelt or something. No, and I'm, I'm uh, there's a band I'm into called The Bled, and they had a song called Dale Earnhardt Seatbelt, which I thought was <laughs> quite cool. <laughs> good tune. Did a split with Alexis. I've got it. It cost me a fortune, but it's, I think it's good. <laughs> so after that, Bischoff announces that Jim Powers is set to enter. Nat, Nash says he's a fine young athlete. Nash was good in this episode, <laughs> I thought. <laughs> so it's uh, Jim Powers against. M Wall Street, they're calling him now. Is that his new name? Did they change his name or something? Yeah, it's like it's Michael Wall Street because his name's Mike of, Mike Rotunda. Was that because of he used to be VK for Vincent Kennedy, but then they've just yeah. brought Vincent in, so they've changed it. Is that why? Poss- possibly. I have no idea why they changed it. Uh, Nash calls Teddy Long a peanut head, and he says he's gaining weight. <laughs> and then he's ripping up. Uh, <laughs> So he's really... he, said that, um, he said that he's put on a bit of unwanted poundage before beach season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, uh, then he starts ripping on jacked up Jim Powers and, and saying, like, "Oh, the guys at Jim think you look good, Jim. Do you look good?" Like that, right? So I'm quite, I'm, I'm enjoying Nash at the moment, like laughing yeah. my head off. He takes piss out of Wall Street, and I think he takes, he's taking the piss out of Jr. as well because he's going, "Yeah, two, two, two sport athlete, football and wrestling, like." Taking the piss out of JR because JR was always about the the yeah. college athletics and whatnot, athlete and stuff. Yeah, but then they fuck off, and I'm like, right, well, this could they get were the shit. best parts of it, weren't they? To be fair, national. But then Dibiase joins, which yeah. I quite liked. So they beat up Jim Powers, and the, and he says they're doing so because they can. When it when Bischoff says, "Why are you doing this?" and he's like, "Because we can," which of course yeah. the best answer. Yeah. Uh, the ref leaves. Takes his under under his top button like he's ready to <laughs> go to bed. His, uh, his dicky bell, <laughs> exactly. And I've just put this is utter turd now. But um, I imagine watching this at the time was quite exciting. It was quite good. Yeah. And then Patrick comes down. The giant absolutely fucking squashes powers. Hogan sprays. Yeah, the giant, spray paint giant gets involved in the match at the end, doesn't he? Like, well, giant, this giant versus Jim Powers essentially, and and yeah. squashes him in about fifty seconds. He cuts to Hogan on the split screen. 
and he's just tagging the fucking building like a... He's sat there singing to himself as well. He's like, Hollywood, Hogan, and all this. It's just like, what the fuck is this? Giving himself his own theme tune. This is absolutely (laughs) shit. He meets the nasties, and he's going on and saying, oh, you want to talk business? Here's my room key. Go and pop some champagne. It's like, why are they even there? They're not on the fucking show. (laughs) Weren't they meant to be in a tag match later on in the night? Oh, were they? I, I don't think know. they announced that. There's like fucking 18 of them in the tag match <laughs> later. It's fucking dreadful. <laughs> so he's basically trying to recruit them, isn't he? And they look pretty, they look pretty keen to do it, to be fair. They, they took his belt off him and everything. Oh, the businessmen, aren't they, son? Yeah. So we get a little bit of a break from it, though, which is quite light-hearted. A little <laughs> slim advert from Savage. Not quite as good as the, you know, the original classic one they did, mm. but not too bad. Snap into it. <laughs> we're back from the break and Vincent is just lit- he's just smacking Bishop every two seconds it's like oh yeah he's bullying the fuck out of him up, bitch. just smacking the shit out of him. I felt a bit sorry for Bishop actually <laughs> which is hard to do but he was just getting fucking nailed bless him and then it's Duggan Duggan's out <laughs> Duggan he's, he's, a, he's announced to be to be against Ron Studd uh, old T-Rex T-Rex. arms yeah. <laughs> and giant, the giant's still announcing the matches. He looks like a twat. Yeah, Hall says Ron Stud is a comer, whatever that means. <laughs> 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 and then, and then, Nash and, Nash and Hogan just start beating the fuck out of him. And they said there's been a change of plan. NWO music starts, and, and Hall goes, "Listen to the soundtrack from your favorite adult movie." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's six is coming down to, to, to face Duggan now instead. And Duggan's incessant. He's that swinging the two by four around. He's trying to whack him on the turnbuckles and all sorts. Messes both of them. <laughs> Big old USA chance for Duggan. I'm pretty sure Sean Walton's American as well. But... Yeah. <laughs> and then basically, Giant just pulls Duggan out of the ring, chokes, slams him, chocks him back in. Ref's not looking. Ref p- and then Walton pins him. It's the worst wearing... choke slam I have ever seen. Yeah, it was like, just, he, like he just cushioned him, didn't he? Yeah, cushioned him down because his frail body would snap into a million pieces. <laughs> and getting Hogan on commentary, he's, he just starts doing Hogan does Hogan. It's just like fucking yeah. hell. It was it was fucking woeful. The only saving grace of that was DiBiase, like sounding like like a fucking businessman and like trying to put over like the core. How is how is DiBiase more in tune with the the tone of the group than Hogan? I've no idea. DiBiase has it nailed on. He yeah. really does. DiBiase comes, he's serious. He's like, this is what we want. We're not fucking around. Like, and yeah. they're just like, this is, this is, have you not know this, this show has got to be the influence for the fucking young books. Can you make it elite thing? Like the whole bullet club thing, just dickheads dicking around. And it's like, <laughs> it's dreadful, but it's the comedy's not good. I mean, no. Nash, Nash and Hall, when they get the opportunity to do it, it's funny, it's sarcastic, it's taking the piss, it's what they should be. They're like the fucking anti-hero fucking bad boys, right? Yeah. Hogan's like the fucking dickhead dad who's just gone and bought a leather waistcoat and just, hey guys, can I be the manager of your band? I'll get, I'll get your gigs everywhere. And then he's, he's I'm, not, I'm like the fifth member, guys. I'm like your fifth member. You're not. Fuck it's off, awful, dad. Isn't he? You know he, really is. he basically goes on about Trillionaire Ted's got enough money to buy anyone off here in WCW and all this, which... Yeah. One of his better lines. Yeah. And then we get Bogus Sting, or NWO Sting, as he's announced as on the little little sort of thing that pops up. 
he looks the more and more you see him, he look the more you think he looks absolutely nothing like Sting. Like he looks now like him. much fatter face, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he just don't look anything like him. I don't understand why they're continuing with the fake sting thing. I just don't get it. It's so stupid. It was that should have been a one-off thing that they did, and it yeah. was the little gimmick they did, and that was it. Get rid of him and just repackage him or do whatever you want with him. It shouldn't have been a, a, a an ongoing thing. I don't think they even count him because they're saying Waltman's a six member. Surely NWO Sting's a six member. Yeah, but I don't think they're counting Dibiase as a member either. He's like the backer or whatever. So why was he doing the four and next week five then? Because they, they've always said he was the fourth guy. Fuck knows. It's completely... It's just... I, I reckon it's just a bunch of guys just having a laugh in the back and going, oh, should we do this? And then... But it makes no sense. Ah, fuck it, it'll be a laugh. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, so old, it's, <laughs> it's old NWO stings against some random fat man jobber. I don't know. I didn't catch the name, to be honest. Bowler Doe. <laughs> no idea who he was. Couple of the guy called... Sky called Scott Reigns. <laughs> That's all I know. No, uh, nobody. I'm see. I'm assuming pretty much. So a few stinger splashes. Scorpion Deathlock taps out in seconds. Pointless. Really was pointless. There was something funny from Bishop. He goes, "Only a sucker would 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 fall for that being the real Sting." And he goes, "And yes, I know WCW fell for it." I'm like, you, fucking <laughs> you just buried yourself. You fucking penis. <laughs> And then it's this is the main event apparently. It was <laughs> dreadful. High voltage. We thought it was high voltage against the amazing. Is it the amazing French Canadian? That would have been a better match. <laughs> no, I mean outsiders versus the French Canadians would have yeah. been a better match. They do that thing. They do that gimmick again where they're sort of singing the national anthem poorly. And then the then the outsiders come down and and the French Canadians just fuck off out of nowhere like no announcement or anything. Just, oh, yeah, they just, proper give it legs, don't they? It's like, eh, we'll, we'll leave this one. The Giants so, uh, do it as the, comment, as the announcer as well, though, at this point. Well, that's it. I mean, Hall, Hall and Nash do the uh, rock, paper, scissors thing to see who's going to go in that, uh, that Michaels and Helmsley did it as well. Right, so Hall overpowers the blonde one. <laughs> I don't know the name. Hammerlock reversals. I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is actually going to be a wrestling match. Fucking hell. Yeah. I love that corner lariat. There's an ST, STF variant and he pulls the hair and then Nash comes in. Right. So we get a flipper punch, side knees in the deal, side slam. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we break. <laughs> Abdominal stretch by Hall. The dark haired one is in against Nash. We get snake eyes. Number four. <laughs> And then last on, and then he teabags it. No, he doesn't. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then a clothesline by Hall, a sack of shit by Hall, which was beautiful. They're taking the time, they're dragging the fucking thing out, but it, it's pointless when it's fucking 10 minutes and it's literally one sided. What is the point? There's no point. Yeah. It's shit. It gets boring think, because I've... there's no hope spots, there's no comeback, there's no nothing. I think Massive. it was based. I think what it was that put in there for is to just show that you know WCW haven't got their strength and poor these poor poor lads have been thrown in against these sort of renegades and vet, well veterans really aren't they especially Paul and it was just it worked in the fact that they they would dominate them and I just think it I think it kind of worked for me that in that way not for me no 
That's fine. Uh, then we get the the fifth and final move, massive jackknife. They put, both put a foot on him for three. I just I thought it was turd. The last half an hour of the show was complete turd. Cuts to the comms booth and Hall and Nash are on the WCW magazine. Makes no fucking sense at <laughs> yeah, all. No, no. Hogan can't stand Savage's bald spot. Apparently, still just can't can't stand it. I, I, what the fuck is this? Does he does he know he's bald, Hogan? Surely, I think he's like living in denial, isn't he? Where he's like, I'm not bold. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's, he's not self aware enough to be mocking himself there and yeah. see the irony of it. He's he's too fucking wrapped up in his own shit. It's just idiocy, isn't it? It's just like, it makes no sense. Like, one, it one it makes your baby face look like a dick. You never, you, ne- you should never point out a uh, baby face's like flaw like that, should you? No, um, because if the guy's fat. You're, and you get beat by him. You got beaten by a fat guy. If the guy's old and you get beat by him. You got to be. You just got beaten by the old guy. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. just makes you look stupid in the in the long term. Anyway, yeah. When the, when they recapping it, there was a Nash says a no one takes a beating like Savage, which which I thought was quite funny. And then Hogan starts going on saying he's going to get his two prick ass fucking knobhead kids a uh, 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 macho man Randy Savage punching bag for Christmas. His two kids are fucking dickheads. One of the one of the best lines before it went off the air that was really good though was when, when Hall just sort of very subtly goes to the giant. So uh, was was Andre really your dad? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always just I've always just thought that's just getting brushed over that. No one's mentioned that for, for ages. <laughs> it's fucking oh, it's funny. And that sort of they sort of end with Nash saying you're witnessing a revolution. Hogan promotes his shit, shit new film Three Ninjas, and and like Nash goes, "Oh, can I get a part in your trailer?" <laughs> but let's face it, let's be honest with you. In the year twenty twenty two, Kevin Nash has made bigger and better films than Hulk Hogan ever did. So yeah, hundred percent. So that was it. We go off the air, and this has got to be possibly the worst episode of Nitro I've ever seen. I fucking hated it. I thought Hall and Nash were pretty decent and quite funny. I thought DiBiase was really good. I think he was the only thing that really sort of held it together a little bit because it was going off the fucking rails rapidly. Don't give Hogan a fucking mic for that long. He was no. fucking woeful. And he ends it with uh, his what you're going to do, fucking bollocks and all that. It's just like, fucking hell. He's still doing this largest arms in the world shit. It's fucking... Yeah. Oh my god. I don't god, think it was the worst. Think? I don't think it was the worst nitro I've ever seen. I think timing wise it was stupid. I think it would have been better if they'd if they'd have had the people in Japan last week and done it straight after the pay-per-view to really assert the dominance that they've created. I think it would have worked better then. It was too much. Hogan was really, really bad, apart from one or two little lines that were sort of okay. And it was just it was a clusterfuck, wasn't it, really? It was like yeah, it was all a bit. It was all a bit haphazard. There wasn't any. I, I, I get that's what they were kind of going for. I think, and I, I'm, I'm not just saying this because I like like Nash and Hall. I thought they were them, along with like you said, Dibiase were the, the the only ones who come out of it with any credit. They were like um, the linchpins of it, weren't they? They were keeping yeah. it. You know. It's like we haven't seen enough of not Hall Nash talking in the last few weeks, and this was a nice chance to get them back no. into it. And they are clearly standouts in the group. Um, they should be your mouthpieces, but they're not. Because yeah. Walt- Hogan's Walton, got to be everything. Waltman didn't really say much. He was sort of just there. 
Vincent's shit. Don't care what anyone says. Virgil Vincent, he's absolutely horseshit. <laughs> Virgil Vincent Van Dyke. <laughs> Pointless in being in this. He's shit as well. <laughs> and and what's his face? The giant was unbearable. Couldn't stand him. And I never can, but he was awful in this one. I mean, I didn't hate it as much as you, but it wasn't a great episode. And there was only little tiny highlights that sort of made it watchable. But I'm just hoping it gets a bit better when there's sort of more people to fight them off with. Because it was just like, yeah. like, like you said, it's it was very one-sided, isn't it? It was extremely one-sided. And it, it worked in some matches and in others it didn't for me. But I'm sure it'll be better once they start getting, you know, the Steiners start getting involved, you know, that Sting comes back whenever that is, Luger, Flair, whoever else. Hopefully it'll get a bit better. I'm assuming next week's will be better. It can't get it can't get really that much worse, can it? Just <laughs> remember who's in who's the leader of the NWO and who has creative control. Do you think they're ever gonna get beaten off? Well <laughs> not beaten off, but you know, Hogan <laughs> might they might do, you never know. <laughs> Flair, Flair will be beating off anyone he can find. Yeah, so it, hopefully hopefully it gets a bit better as we build towards Halloween Havoc. I want to see a bit of, I want to see Savage get a bit of one upsmanship on him a little bit. I'd like to see that next week, maybe the week after, just so you've got that ability to think he can win. Because he's just yeah. getting battered every week. I mean, I, I get it, sort of trying to systematically break him down. But hopefully, we'll see a bit of a comeback from him next week once he gets a few of his pals back. I think I didn't like it simply because I watched, as I said to you the other day, I watch it differently to you because obviously I I had it. Our pod, I'm not like, you know, we're going behind the scenes here, but I edit the pod, so mm. I watch it, you know, writing down timestamps and shit. And yeah, so because it was so disjointed and fragmented, and then like it all bled into it, one another, it was, yeah, like, it, all, it, it fed into each other a lot, which made it a little bit difficult to get into. I know what you mean by that. I mean, like you say, it. It, it it sort of just felt quite haphazard in a way, which worked because it would be like that because it was sort of like the hostile takeover. Yeah, it could only I can I can imagine it will it will get better than that once there's a bit more sort of competition for him anyway. Can um, get fucking worse. <laughs> so um, that's the end of that's another one in the books though. We'll do our our standard after show awards. So match of the night, it's pretty it's pretty much only one I can give it to anyway. I don't know about you. Match of the night was Jericho versus Enos for me. Yeah. I mean, it was the only match of any substance, of any sort of real quality in it, wasn't it, really? Yeah. Um, and it was nice to go, oh, fucking hell, Mike Enos isn't that bad. You know, he, yeah. he, he you know, he was half decent, and I'll give him credit for that. Yeah. MVP? <laughs> for holding it down in the midst of a load of fucking madness, Ted DiBiase, I think. Yeah. He make he's, he legitimizes that group, in my opinion. I think he makes it because everybody knows he was supposed to be a millionaire from WWF TV. It's not mentioned. He's just mentioned that he's got a lot of fucking money. He's not doing the stupid comedy million dollar man thing. He's like, look, we're getting everything. We're taking what we want. He's bought into the it. Money to... Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But he's, he's old like... school, so he's. But he's like, I bet, I bet he's got into a room with whoever Nash Hall, Bischoff, whoever it is. And they've gone to him, this is what you need to be. And he's gone, right, that's it. I've got it on my head. This is how I'm going to act. I'm not going to fucking do yeah. comedy. Ha, 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 ha. You know, he's million-dollar no. man shit. Like I Hogan. I think he's 
brilliant. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I didn't realize he was this sort of prevalent in it. I know, I know he's, I don't know how long he sticks around, but like, great, like, really good. Him, him, I think Nash and Hall deserve a, a shout out as well because I thought they would, they, they sort of, again, they got the memo. They were sarcastic, but they were funny, and they had nice one-liners, little quips. Not this fucking. That's what they're meant to be like cool, yeah. sla- don't give a fuck, sarcastic. We don't care if you're a heel, babyface, or what. We'll just rip the piss out of you and just make you look like a fucking idiot because that's what they're supposed to be like the cool fucking anti-heroes, aren't they? Yeah, so. yeah. So and and then you've got and then in terms of I think I'd think I'd probably I'd probably have to agree with you. DiBiase was really good, and I'd give a little shout out to them too as well. Disco Duggan Hart Award for me, it can only go to one man. Hulk Hogan and the Giant. Yeah, Share well, it. yeah. To be fair, <laughs> I think Hogan was more egregious. To be fair, because he was just yeah talking. that bit in the backstage where he's waffling on singing to himself. That is one of the cringiest things I've ever Fucking seen in my life. Awful. Absolutely. You're talking about a group that's supposed to be cool and hip and like with it, you know, with the times, and he sat there singing his own song. It's the most pathetic thing I've ever seen in my life. He's never been cool or hip, has he? Let's be honest. No, I mean, the more you watch it, you think. Yeah, it worked in impact wise in terms of who he was, but he didn't fit the group at all, did he? He really didn't. No, no it was if, if, it, if it was, you know, we talked about if it was Michaels and stuff like that, Michaels would have been perfect for it. He would have been absolutely perfect for it, wouldn't he? It would never yeah, have would have. Up. No, because NWO wouldn't have been the main thing on the show because Hogan would have not allowed it to be. Yeah, that's he would it. have so been like, he didn't all his dog shit. Yeah. yeah, and Barn then, it. Uh, Barn it. I think I think I have to give it to Hogan just for his hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, that's a part that we don't talk about very often because he don't really wrestle on Sally, does he? But I know it's out there. I, I know it's there. <laughs> and he was trying to slag off Savage. At least Savage fucking wears it with pride. At least fucking hell. Exactly, but he still wears a bandana a lot. Savage, to be fair. I I had I had, I had a curveball one. Um, I was going. I went for the uh, the blonde guy from. Low voltage with his spaghetti hair, like <laughs> fucking Val- Valderrama wig that he had on. <laughs> oh, bless them. They're, they're shocking, aren't they? They really are. <laughs> they, they are piss poor. They really are. Like the lowest on the totem pole piss poor pieces of dog shit. They really are. <laughs> um, so there we go. Another one in the books. Next week, It's is it the 23rd of... Um... No, that's tonight, Mark. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 30th, 30th of September next 30th week. 30th of September, sorry. Continuing the road to, to Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc. Hopefully it gets better. <laughs> we hope so, but we can't we can't we can't end on that. No, we we've can't. got a we we've got to go a bit into something more positive to see if we can prove old Kenneth right or wrong. Hopefully we can prove him wrong. It's that well, it's that time of the week, guys. It's here, it's back. Back once again with the Renegade Master. It is. <laughs> Eight out of ten cunts. You know the drill. We all know the drill by now. Christ. <laughs> we're, we not even half, we're not even halfway through the men roster. This is the problem with AEW. They've got a roster of about 4,000 people. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're ending with the Cs. And we're going to do the Ds. We've got ten guys. The ladies are coming. Don't worry. Well, they certainly are if Flair's about, anyway. <laughs> Where's Bunt Everest? <laughs> yeah. Fuck's <laughs> sake. Right, so, you know the drill. Kenneth Omega said he wouldn't hire eight out of ten people in the uh, AEW locker room. So, to try and prove him wrong, all right, 
we're going to give you 10 people and see if you would hire more than two of them, therefore more than eight out of 10 people. Yeah. Okay. We're going to start off with someone who I have no fucking idea. Cole Carter. Um, I think he was a guy who was very briefly on NXT who sort of came over to work on their dark tapings and stuff like that. I, I don't much, I don't know much about him, but he's a oh, Wikipedia he's, page. He's not he's not going to be pulling up any trees, so I'd have to say no with him. Next one, it's Colt Cabana. <laughs> boom, boom, fuck off! Um, well, he can do one. He can do <laughs> one go, because he's basically ruined one of the only things I liked in wrestling, <laughs> modern wrestling, yeah. anyway, because because. God forsake uh, that uh, Colt Cabana doesn't get a job in a wrestling company in 2022. Fuck him. Fire him. Never have him hired again. He's a dick. Just kill him. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we've got zero out of two. <laughs> Next, you've had his brother. You picked him. Now it's time for Colton Gunn. Yeah. you got to keep got to keep them both, haven't you? A good little young tag both. team that you can build around. Great. I think they've got potential. Yeah, re- re- real potential. Danhausen. Very good, very Point- evil. He's pointless, though, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's utterly once you've pointless. seen him once, it's like he's done, it's like once you, it? you, it's a, it, the first couple of times. Yeah, fair enough. It's a good little joke, but it's just like ever since he debuted, all he's done is little backstage skits. He's pointless. Wouldn't have him. There's no point. It's a waste of money, isn't it? It's pointless having him. You've already got your, you've already got your comedy character in Orange Cassidy, and he's more over than Danhausen. So what's the point? And his shit, but yeah, yeah well, they're both shit. But Orange Cassidy's better over with the crowd, so there's no point having them both. True. Okay, next one, Daniel Garcia, everybody's favourite. Oh, see, I, I don't know. I, at first, I, I at first I thought he was really shit, and then I've seen little clips of him where I'm thinking, eh, maybe I probably would just because just to see what he can become because he is still quite young. And now he's sort of pairing up with Danielson. You might be able to get a little bit of diamond out of it. I'd I'd, I'd have him, but I wouldn't have him in the position that he's in. No, I wouldn't have him. No, he's not there. He's not ready yet, is he? For me, anyway. Yeah, but we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see how he gets on with Danielson. I think that might be a good mentor for him because he's very kind of similar body type and stuff like that. It might work. But he's saddled with Jericho, so you know who knows. Yeah, yeah. But Jericho gets people over. I don't remember. Remember that? Of course not. <laughs> Next one, Dante Martin. Yeah, yeah, good little high flyer. He he, he gets injured a lot though. Him and his brother, they, they tend to get a lot. Of yeah, I'd have him around. Say, for instance, they ever made a cruiserweight. They've already got a million belts, but he he can stick him in there. He's a bit like <laughs> yeah. a he's he's a bit like a not in, not similar, but he's a bit like a Billy Kidman where you can stick him in. He'll have an alright little five-minute match at London Eve. Can get squashed, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, I'd, I'd have him. Why not? Do you, his, do you remember his title match? Yeah, that was that was well-deserved. <laughs> Odd. Next one, Darby Allen. Yeah. I like, I, I, there's something about Darby that's quite unique and quite special. I would definitely have him. He'll be dead soon. Anyway, he's going to kill his <laughs> fucking self. You know it. I don't mean like... Via suicide, I mean, just by doing something fucking mental. <laughs> I know, he's crazy, isn't he? He's like Jeff Hardy uh, reborn, isn't he? Yeah. Hopefully not with... But he's straight edge, so he, he can't even take the edge off with a few somers or anything, can he? So... 
<laughs> right. Uh, next one, Darius Martin. That's the brother in it. Yeah. I've, I've never seen him. No. No, right. I don't want him. <laughs> okay, next one. As much of a shooing as you can possibly get, Dax Harwood. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the best wrestler on the planet right now. <laughs> that is That is, without question... The biggest yes you're ever going to get, apart from probably CM Punk the other week, and Cash, the, the most, the most, yeah, and Cash, I, Cash was the same. The most informed, could you say that? The most on fire wrestler you, you, you can get in yeah. there. Put him in with anyone, and he's getting a quality match out of him. You just have to look at his back catalogue for this year. He's just done. He's had some of the most exciting matches. That match with with Cash this year is one of my favourite matches of the year. The tag yeah. matches with with the Briscoes. Briscoes. The match they had the other night against uh, the Aussie Open was a corker as well. I don't know if you've seen that yet, but that was a really no, good I will match. Be doing. Just just knocks it out of the park every week, and he's so underappreciated still to this day. And it's I, I can't get my head around it. Why why they're not featured as much as they should be? Here's, here's a question for you. Instead of going to watch the gig next week. Would you have preferred to have spent, spent our money go to London to watch FTR? Do you know what? When they announced that they were on that New Japan show, I was like, can I afford it? Can I afford it? Yeah, and I, was just I like, did exactly no the way. same. Like, I, I wouldn't afford it. it. They're, one of those, they're one of those things where it's like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to see them live. Do you know what I mean? That Possibly may have been not. the only chance. It's not Possibly. like AW. AW have never been to the UK yet, unless they do a show in the UK. Probably be Fulham, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll be getting myself down for that one, but for it, yeah, it's like, freebie. I'll be I'll be lying if I said it didn't cross my mind to just try and try and swing a little late ticket to that or something. But yeah, just I can't speak hard enough. I've got I've got my FTR shit on now, so you know how much I love them. <laughs> That's it. Okay, the last one. I'm pretty sure this guy's a shoe in for you, but uh, Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, legend. Perfect, great personality to have around. I would imagine. And he's just just a top bloke, and he can still go. He can still fucking go. You're damn fucking right. He can go. That match he had with Punk. What was that? Five months, three or four months ago. That was a good match. And that was, you know, he's what in his mid to late mid mid fifties now. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like mid fifties, and he 50s, he, yeah. he puts on a better match than most people, and that's saying something about him. He's a top professional. Really like him. Um, so yeah, that's another one. So that's six out of ten cunts. I'd hire five. So for the fourth week on the trot, Kenneth, wrong <laughs> again, son. Enjoy your games, console events in in Japan or wherever you're doing, son. Sega. <laughs> Next week we get a bit of a we get a bit of a mishmash. We've got E's, we've got F's, we've got G's, we've got H's, and we've got I's. Ooh, and maybe even a J. <laughs> yeah, one J. Anyway, yeah. so that was eight out of ten cunts. Next week we're getting we're getting about halfway through the uh, male roster. So I know I know you're all sat on the edge of your seats waiting for this. You know, I promise you. <laughs> at least I'm trimming I'm trimming the roster down a bit, aren't I? I'm saving them a bit of money at least. <laughs> yeah, you are. You, you you are like a a tree surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. Right, guys, that's another one in the bag, another one in the box. It's been a bit of a short one, but you know the show wasn't the most action packed, and no. it was pretty fucking hard to keep up with a lot of the time. <laughs> Next week we're on to the thirtieth of September, 
1996. I think we've got three more after that till Halloween Havoc, sponsored by Slim Jim. Snab into it. Yeah, hopefully things will get better when all the old old lot come back from Japan after uh, hanging out with Enochian friends. <laughs> we were hoping to do uh, some bonus content soon, possibly, very possibly, something WWF-based with uh, Mr. Michaels. But we'll yeah. see how that pans out. As always, if you want to interact with us, it's at AdjectivePod on Twitter. We always appreciate the likes, the retweets, the comments, the questions, anything like that. Oh, we've got questions. Speaking of I questions, forgot. yeah. We had questions, um, courtesy of our Twitter page. Yeah, Dan, not Daniel. Again, big fan of the show. Thanks for the questions, Dan. First one, not something we've seen yet, but it will be coming onto our our screens eventually. Um, he asks us what our, what were our thoughts on the the NWO Wolfpack, if any, if any thoughts that is. Without without massive spoilers, <laughs> for me for me it was it it was at a point where that came in where it had just been completely watered down, split into segments. Yeah, it was just from from what I can remember from watching it the first time around, it was just a bit like. Ugh. It might turn out to be absolutely fucking belting with fresh eyes, but when you knew what the original plan was and then it started to get into this splintered factions and all this shit and it's yeah, it's yeah. It, it got it got a bit much. But hopefully you know, hopefully we, when we watch it, when we get to that, it will be better than what we've seen tonight. Anyway, what about you, Marky? I, to be fair, I haven't seen an awful lot of it really, so I'll be really sort of seeing it for the maybe the first time. A lot of the stuff with the wolf pack. One thing I will say, and I've got it got in their sort of favour. They are led by by a man I love in Mister Kevin Nash. So always in the red, always in the red. <laughs> so um, that they've got that in the bank at least. So we'll have to see. I mean, it's quite a way down the line, I think. Yeah, isn't it? So we'll have to wait for that one. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he did ask a second question. I think this will be about as quick an answer as you're probably going to get from us. <laughs> if, Hulk, right. if Hulk Hogan didn't join the NWO, would he have had to put them over, or, or would he have put them over, or avoid doing the job? Avoided doing the job. <laughs> there <Right>. you go. <laughs> didn't didn't work for him, brother. <laughs> we pretty much answered that a minute ago, didn't we? He was never going to put yeah. them over if they were no. in it. But yeah. The, that's about as obvious you can get that one, isn't it? I'm afraid Mr. Hogan doesn't like to put anyone over. Certainly is. Now, that brings us to a conclusion today. So, um, obviously, I've told you all about where to find us on Twitter. Any questions like like Dan.Daniels just give us, more than welcome. We'll always answer them, even if it is a week late. <laughs> have, we, have we got any further business, Mark? Nothing else to report. Well... As soon as he didn't appear on the show with Mike Enos, I'm going to have to say it. Dickie Slater. See you later. The preceding podcast gimmick that was paid for by Look at the Adjective. Go with it. The soundtrack from your favorite adult movie. Brought to you by the NWO.